Welcome to Ms. Interpreted, her podcast of public relations and strategic communications, demystified by Kelly Fletcher and Fletcher Marketing PR. And that is something I'm so proud to be able to have a part in and kind of gives me my why is that idea of changing business for good in, in whatever way that brand kind of interacts with the customers. And at Virgin Experience Gifts, that's really about making meaningful memories, extraordinary experiences. And I love that I get to play a part in providing that for people and trying new things and, and learning new things. We live life through experiences. So I get to be a part of that and I'm just so proud of that. Welcome listeners to the Misinterpreted Podcast. I'm Kelly Fletcher, CEO of Fletcher Marketing PR, and I'm here as always with Fletcher Senior Strategist, Mary Beth West. Hey, Mary Beth. Yes. Hey there. Thanks, Kelly. And hello to you and to all of our listeners. I'm sure the spring season has long been in the air down at the Gulf Coast where you're located, Kelly, and here in Tennessee. We're more than ready for it. I will say that. <laughs> oh, well, if you were here, you probably would not be ready for it. It is spring break. They're partying like it's oh. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying away from it all. I'm just, I'm staying away at home, away from all the madness. Oh, but yeah. It is beautiful weather. It is 70 and sunny here today. So I'm oh, loving that. It's not half bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in that normal, I was going to say we're in that normal Tennessee cycle of, you know, the seasons can't decide, you know, where they want to be nowadays. <laughs> it's either, you know, I was in uh, middle Tennessee this past weekend and we had three inches of snow on the ground at one point. And today it's, you don't even need a jacket out really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Tennessee weather for you. Well, definitely the spring break travel has ramped up and we're in the full throes of it. And it's only apropos that we bring it up since travel is at the heart of our podcast discussion today. Yes, it is. We are fortunate to welcome a Fletcher client and colleague, Melanie White of Virgin Experience Gifts today. Yes. Love Melanie. She is such a nice person. It's always nice when you have a nice client. <laughs> and yes, it is. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. We began working with Melanie and our team last year, and we're really proud of the media relations impact we've had spotlighting Virgin Experience Gifts which is within Richard Branson's family of Virgin Group brands. And this one is in the arena of providing travel experiences as gifts. Yeah, and we're going to hear from Melanie today about how Virgin Experience Gifts is changing the conversation about meaningful gift giving to loved ones, friends, and even colleagues. And I think that's particularly timely nowadays since the pandemic has built up all this pent-up demand for excursions and more experience-based gifting. You know, all of that has trended worldwide so much. This is going to be really interesting to hear about how their company is helping lead the way. Yes, absolutely. And a recent study revealed that more than 60% of Americans would prefer to spend their money on travel over traditional wrapped presents for gift-giving purposes. And experiences go along with travel. There are also experiences that you can do in your own backyard and it says a lot about where the market is headed and how Virgin Experience Gifts is leading the way in the uh, U.S. market. And so tell us a little bit more about Melanie's background. Oh, sure. It's my pleasure. Melanie has had such an impressive career, including earning degrees from both Fordham University and the Fashion Institute of Technology. She has held sales and account executive posts with BCBG, Max Azaria Group, and Lacoste, and then moved to Virgin Experience Gifts six and a half years ago, where she started out in product development. 
before she moved up in the ranks to her current post as executive vice president. So, and just so our audience knows, Virgin Experience Gifts is the leading experience gift company in the United States, and they offer top-rated adventures, tours, and activities nationwide. Really need to check them out online. Melanie, thanks for joining us, and welcome to Misinterpreted. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that lovely introduction and kind words about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, those comments were well-deserved. So, Melanie, I'll kick things off. You took your first role with Virgin Experience Gifts in 2015, leading to a rather fast rise to executive vice president. Good for you. And so, taking a look back, tell us about your background in retail and fashion and how you ended up in this industry and kind of your career trajectory and background. Yeah, absolutely. It's been honestly a really fun ride, especially since I've landed at Virgin Experience Gifts. But kind of rewinding a little bit back on more about myself. Growing up as a kid, I grew up in Michigan and I was just always fascinated and kind of drawn to the glamorous world of fashion. And it became kind of a, a singular focus for me. I just loved it. So I always dreamed of moving to New York City and kind of, you know, working in that fashion industry and kind of living that, I guess, childhood dream that I had really. So I, you know, went for it. I immediately graduated from high school, moved to New York City, attended the Fashion Institute of Technology. I always told everyone, I was like, I am going to work in this industry. This is who I am. It was very tied to my identity. And, you know, I, I lived that dream for a bit. I really kind of made that happen for myself. I was working in wholesale sales within the fashion industry with a major women's contemporary brand. And I think I kind of, after a certain amount of time within that industry, started to realize that I, I wasn't really connected to my why. So I think as I grew up and matured, I realized that I kind of wanted to work more in an industry that I felt a little bit more fulfilled by. I started to kind of question what I was doing in the fashion industry, what kind of impact that was having on the world and whether I was making a difference. So I kind of started looking for, you know, a real change for myself. It was terrifying because obviously I had put so much of my life into developing this career in fashion and, and accomplishing this goal. But I took kind of a leap of faith. I found myself, you know, in the middle of climbing that ladder in fashion and was like, I need something new. So quit my job without a plan of what was next, which is very millennial of me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved to Colorado in, in search of quite literally greener pastures from the urban jungle of New York City. And when I was looking for, for new roles, I knew I loved business. I knew I loved kind of sales and product development and that kind of side of the business, but was looking for something I could do that would have like a positive impact on the customers and the people that were our ultimate customer base. And just kind of by chance, I landed at this company, you know, our former company name was Cloud9 Living. I loved what they did. I didn't know anything about experience gifts. I wasn't looking at the travel industry, but I just kind of immediately fell in love with the concept and what it was accomplishing of making every experience extraordinary. And I found that once I found something that I really loved doing and really believed in, I was able to just kind of apply myself and put all of my talents and channel that all into my work. And it was fun and exciting. And yeah, I mean, the kind of rise to my current role happened organically from that because I was loving what I was doing. 
And I was going to ask that, you know, the academic background that you had at both Fordham and FIT, I was curious whether that prepared you to be of a mindset to ask those kind of fundamental questions about your why, about your purpose and about did it prepare you to be able to take a risk like you did with your career to make a clean break and, and really explore something altogether different? Definitely. My experiences at the Fashion Institute and at Fordham University were kind of polar opposites of college, if you will. And I earned an associate's degree in fashion merchandising management at the Fashion Institute of Technology. It's a, a SUNY school, so it's a state university of New York. And my time there was amazing. It's definitely specific to the industry that I left, but actually that's where I took my very first principles of selling course. And that kind of gave me my direction and path for my career. I can like tie it back to that one course. I can remember like my final exam, I was pitching this little product. It's a little cap for high heels so that you can wear your high heels in grass. And I had to do a whole sales pitch on it. And it was just really fun. Like I fell in love at FIT with that selling side of the business. I didn't know that was kind of a, a path I was going to take. So I'm super grateful for my time at the Fashion Institute. I mean, even if for many things, there was a lot of really cool cultural things I was able to do, see Broadway shows. It was amazing. But it, that one course kind of changed the, the trajectory of, of my career and set me on my path to where I am now. And I would say, you know, then moving over to Fordham University, maybe I had a glimmer at that time of being a more well-rounded individual and, and looking beyond the fashion industry. I wouldn't have known it at the time, but now that I look back, I was definitely looking for a, a more well-rounded kind of business education. And I think at Fordham University, their, their business program was great. And I got a lot of exposure to different um, sides of business, which, yeah, I think set me up for where I am now. Oh, that's great. It's interesting that you talk about sales because I really feel like sales is the number one skill set that you can have because you can use it in so many different ways. And, you know, I lived in New York City as a performing artist in my 20s. And I say that prepared me for business because I had to experience so much rejection <laughs> that when I got into sales, it was like, I'm fearless because I've already been rejected on so many levels that I'm not afraid to just go for it. So, and that's what exactly it sounds like very similar to what you've done. So when you think about Virgin Experience Gifts and finally finding your why, what are aspects of your work that really bring you the most joy and satisfaction? Yeah, I think it really comes down to this idea of experiences and Virgin as a brand, not even specific to Virgin Experience Gifts, is really about experience. That's kind of the fundamental purpose of all of the brands within the Virgin portfolio, whether you're interacting as a customer, as a partner, as an employee. Virgin is kind of all about experience and positive interactions and positive experiences and, you know, having that be your kind of impression of the Virgin brand. So I think having that positive impact on people across whatever spectrum, be it employees, customers, partners, it's just that positive impact that makes me really proud. And when I was looking for my why, you know, it ties into the Virgin purpose, if you will, of changing business for good. That's what Richard Branson stands for. That's what all of his Virgin brands are trying to accomplish. And that is something I'm so proud to be able to have a part in and kind of gives me my why is that idea of changing business for good and in whatever way that brand kind of interacts with the customers. And at Virgin Experience Gifts, that's really about making meaningful memories, extraordinary experiences. And I love that I get to play a part in providing that for people and trying new things and, and learning new things. We live life through experiences. So I get to be a part of that. And I'm just so proud of that. 
Yeah. And, and that just has to be personally rewarding so much. And I would love for listeners to get to know the company itself even better, the consumer sector of providing specially curated experiential gift giving that people can purchase for a friend, a colleague, loved one. That's not exactly a fully entrenched, well-known concept across, I guess, the consumer sphere. I think that many people are just now starting to learn and understand about that as an option. And of course, Virgin Experience Gifts is seeking to lead the way in forging that concept and just general awareness of it. So I wanted to ask you what that awareness journey has been like for the company in recent years with just trying to help consumers understand that that that's a possibility for them beyond the traditional gift giving. Yeah, it's been a really fun journey. So I obviously, we mentioned I joined the company in 2015. And at that time, I didn't know about experience gifting. Like I said, I kind of just landed here by chance and, you know, happiest chance that ever happened to me. But it's Gaining in popularity, experience gifting is one of the fastest growing search terms on Google. So there's definitely this growing customer awareness around experiential gifting. And I think people are finally starting to embrace this idea that we don't need more stuff and looking for more meaningful gifts and what could be more meaningful than time spent together with loved ones or trying new things. So it's been so far really an amazing ride. We have a long ways to go in terms of making experience gifting a fully embraced concept in the U.S. population. Globally, it is actually much more common. People are much more accepting and understanding of what an experience gift truly is. Our UK counterpart, Virgin Experience Days, if you said, I work for a Virgin Experience Days, they'd be like, oh yeah, I got one of those for Christmas. <laughs> and you know, everyone's had some sort of interaction with that brand. So we're looking to accomplish the same thing here in the United States. And I think we're really well positioned and the consumers here in the US are really ready for it. So it's really just about growing the experiences that we offer and getting our presence out there and known to the U.S. population. And I think it's going to grow organically just based on kind of consumer sentiments that are shifting towards experiences. For sure. And I have gifted experiences and I've also gifted experiences to myself. (laughs) So I, (laughs) it's not all about gift giving. Sometimes you can get experiences for yourself or to do with a friend and That leads me to a question about who is the Virgin Experience Gifts customer? I know that's not a clear-cut question, but if you just had to broad brushstroke it, how would you describe your consumer? Yeah, we have a a wide range of customer bases, and it kind of depends on the experience type that they're shopping for and the price point they're looking at. And that's the beauty of, you know, having a wide range of experiences in our catalog to be able to offer. I will say traditionally, our customer has been predominantly female, you know, looking for something really special and I guess, kind of memorable or maybe a bucket list item for a family member or a loved one. We sell right now a lot of race car driving experiences, flying experiences, things that people dream about doing. And that customer is just someone looking to really give them that meaningful gift, something that has a little bit more sentiment behind it than, say, a sweater and just want to really kind of give extraordinary gifts. That is shifting now. We have a lot more products that we're adding in the creative space. We have glass blowing classes and things like that. So I think our customer base is really kind of continuing to grow as we grow our portfolio and our price points. But historically, it's been predominantly female who are just given those great mm-hmm. gifts. 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me a bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> Given what we know about the diversity of the female demographic, I guess. And are there differences between certain groups of women and what they seek out from a gifting experience? I'm sure that you have a lot of different customer profiles and so forth. But can you give us maybe an example of maybe how some of those differ in terms of how women are helping to drive the gifting industry? Yeah, I think in general with the way we're kind of trying to push forward, I guess, our product strategy, if you will, is to focus less on the gender side of it and more focus in and zero in on personality types. Because we really kind of want to break down those stereotypes and not fall victim to them. We'd love to get women out racing Ferraris and men taking cooking courses and really kind of break down those preconceived notions we have of what women customers would want and what male customers would want or whoever it is. So I think for Virgin Experience Gifts, we really prefer to focus on personality types and what kind of demand there are for different products there. So we have categories of products that we cater toward creative personalities or thrill seeker personalities. And I think really just kind of focusing in on that and catering to our customers from that approach, we won't fall victim to so many of those stereotypes that are kind of rampant in the marketing industry and allow us to really give and create amazing experiences for everyone, regardless of their gender or their background or what their interests are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's not so prolific anymore, but it we used to call it pink washing when a brand would just put some pink to it and say it was for women. And I would love to drive a Ferrari. I might have to gift myself that experience. <laughs> So one of our focal points on this podcast, Misinterpreted, is to distill myths and misunderstandings in public relations and marketing. So I had a couple questions in that regard. So as you've cultivated Virgin Experience Gifts growth and development plan, what are some of the myths that you've encountered about how consumers perceived gift buying or gift giving? Yeah, I think for Virgin Experience Gifts, obviously we have that challenge of kind of explaining what an experience gift is to customers and getting them to buy in on the concept. But I think that part is easy enough. The challenge we really face is that we sell experience vouchers, which it's great from a gifting perspective because it offers a lot of flexibility for the recipients to, you know, go out on those experiences whenever they're ready, schedule it on their own and kind of work that gift around their own convenience. But I think within the gifting space, there is this notion that a physical gift is more thoughtful or more meaningful somehow, or you have to have this physical product to hand someone and let them unwrap. So I think that's kind of our biggest challenge is kind of overcoming this idea that like, I need something physical to give someone. And, you know, we talked about Americans are starting to embrace the idea of not needing more stuff. So that's certainly consumer sentiments are changing in our favor. But I think sometimes, you know, giving a gift card or giving a, a voucher can have this connotation that maybe they didn't put as much thought into it, which just isn't true. I mean, if someone dreamed their entire life about flying a plane and they you know, you've given them that gift and that memory, that's way more meaningful than any video game that you could potentially gift them or, or what have you. So, you know, I think it's just getting consumers to understand that and that, you know, a voucher doesn't mean that you kind of cheated and copped out on giving a gift. Well, do you think that's age-driven? I mean, do you find that among your older customers, that mentality, or is it across the board? I definitely think there is an element of age to it. I think, you know, when we look at the trends and, and surveys around experience gifting, there's definitely more appetite for it among 
Generation Z and millennials and just this idea of experiences and, you know, the sustainability side of it where you're not giving people more products, (laughs) if you will, to kind of flood the world and the industry. But I can see it's gaining popularity, the idea of giving a gift voucher among older generations as well. We have a lot of mothers and parents and grandparents who are so excited to find our site and be able to give a gift to, you know, their grandchildren or their their nieces, nephews that they're going to be able to enjoy and look forward to doing. So I think that is changing, but I think you're right. There probably is some element of, you know, as the world gets younger, there's just new ideas that are that are emerging and being kind of embraced. Yeah, I think I'm thinking in my head, I'm my own folks group here and I'm 54. So almost every time I've gifted an experience, I've gifted some sort of physical object with it. So like I gifted a trip to Hawaii, but in the box was like a coconut and a lay and some sort of like totem pole thing or whatever. So I tried to make it special that way because it's just been ingrained in me for so long that oh need to have something to physically wrap up so it's it's interesting that you find that to be the case with your customers so how much is market research and just your internal data tracking of your customer base factored into how you continue to develop products and gifts and categories gifting experiential categories how do you use that data to drive where you go next Yeah, we very much rely on kind of our own customers to tell us what they're looking for. And oftentimes we'll launch a new product type that maybe we don't have nationwide within one of our bigger regions and just kind of let the customer reaction guide us and develop from there. So I mentioned, you know, we sell a lot of flying experiences, driving experiences. That's been really popular, really in like the last 10 years of our business. Those have driven a lot of our purchases. But what we're really starting to see now is just, again, a diversification of interests, if you will. We have experiences on our site, like I think we just launched shoemaking classes, a virtual course on, on how to make shoes. So there's a really wide range of things that we can kind of offer as experience gifts. And we're willing to kind of try and experiment and let the customers drive those decisions and show us what they want. It's really fun and exciting when we find a new product type that the customers are reacting to and just kind of let that dictate what we're going to expand on. And there's a lot of room for us as a business to add new experience types. So we just kind of listen to the customer and react that way. So that's a great segue into from our team's work with you. We've learned that a major area of opportunity is just what you said, expanding and focusing on the B2B side so that more businesses know that they can become a virgin experience and become a partner of yours. And so as you're expanding awareness among destinations and retail labels and, you know, virgin experience gifts that could be like a low-risk sales platform for these partners and a source of referral, how do you work with your B2B partners and why should potential partners, destinations, experiences across the board, whether it be food, beverage, travel, outdoor adventure, now why should they consider becoming a virgin partner? You said it yourself, actually, in your question. It's a pretty low <laughs> risk opportunity for any of those sort of activity, experience-based 
operators to work with us. And what we're really offering them is an opportunity to tap into a supplemental stream of customers. So a lot of our partners spend a lot of their marketing budgets and live in this space of travel and tourism. And what sets us apart from other resellers or OTAs within that space and that partner with them is that we are really in this different industry, which is the gifting industry. And to be blunt, competing for customer attention in the gift giving industry is very expensive and very crowded and very noisy. You know, suddenly if you're trying to sell gifts and you're trying to reach those customers, you're competing against the likes of Target, of Amazon, of Costco, you know, and it's difficult to kind of get your brand out there when there's so much competition in that space. So we carry the Virgin brand name, which can sit right there with the likes of an Amazon. And we have this market of experienced gift customers that we can bring in and supplement the existing customer base that partners have. And it's a very simple commission-based bottle that we work with them. And yeah, it's pretty low risk and allows them to immediately tap into a new customer base. Right. And so Is there anything new and exciting on the horizon for 2022 that you're working on? We are, as a brand, going into a hyper growth phase. So we could spend all day talking about the new and exciting initiatives for 2022. But ultimately, it's, you know, we want to bring the Virgin brand and the Virgin Experience Gifts brand to every American and make it really accessible and give them an opportunity to kind of interact with the Virgin brand and have that experience of being a Virgin customer. We're going to accomplish that by tapping into new markets. So we have cities nationwide where we offer experiences, but we're going to be launching new cities, looking at new types of experiences. I mentioned kind of our creative category is growing rapidly. We'll be looking to add more experiences for different personality types, new retail channels for us. So, you know, we really believe that the U.S. customer is ready for this and we have really big growth plans and we're super excited about what's to come in the next year and and really the next 5, 10, 15 years. Well, and we're excited about using PR as one of the tools in your toolbox to help you get there. And it's an exciting time and it's good to see that you're growing. Even during the pandemic, you managed to continue growing. So that's awesome. And as you continue to grow, I just want to ask you one final question about if you could look back on your younger self, like you talked about when you started out in fashion, and you could share something with a young professional who maybe wants to consider a career pathway similar to yours or one with Virgin Experience Gifts specifically, what advice would you offer to them? Yeah, I think it really all ties back to that idea that we talked about earlier about finding your why and finding your purpose. I really wasn't enjoying work (laughs) until I did. And now that I have, I've grown within my business and I love what I do. So I think For anyone who's kind of starting out on their career, I think it's just about finding what makes you happy and doing it and not being afraid to take the steps to make that happen for yourself. I told you I quit my job without any further plan of what was next, except that I knew I needed to find something that fulfilled me. You spend a lot of your life working and spending time with your coworkers. So you just need to find, you know, an industry or or a, a career that you're passionate about and a team that you love working with and, you know, find your why, you know, Virgin's trying to change business for good. And I love being a part of that every day. And it makes me excited to show up to work. And I think anyone who's just starting out or looking for something in their career needs to seek that out for themselves. Yes, I agree. And sometimes risk-taking is a part of it, but I believe if you marry purpose with 
your career, then it'll never feel like work. You you won't work a single day of your life. Well, maybe Completely agree with maybe that. <laughs> maybe one day a week you actually work. <laughs> there are moments, but there yes, at the end of the day, days. as long as you love what you do and you understand the purpose of what you're doing, it makes those maybe more stressful or busy times worth it. Yeah, and when you, I feel like in my work. When I look up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, where did the day go? And it went by so fast and it wasn't drudgery and I had fun and got to be creative and got to contribute and lead. That's a good day. And you are doing just that, Melanie. And I appreciate you so much spending time with us today and sharing your story and your expertise. And we really love working with Virgin Experience Gifts. And I know our listeners are really going to value what you've shared with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. And, you know, we've enjoyed partnering with you guys as well. So it's a mutual sentiment. Onward and upward, huh? Indeed. (laughs) So thanks again, Melanie. And listeners, thanks so much for supporting the Misinterpreted Podcast produced by Fletcher Marketing PR. You can connect with Melanie on LinkedIn and follow Virgin Experience Gifts at Twitter handle Virgin EXP Gifts or on Instagram at Virgin Experience Gifts. You can also follow me at Katie Fletcher and Mary Beth West at Mary Beth West. You can follow the Twitter hashtag misinterpreted, and that's MSinterpreted. And for visibility's sake, don't forget to capitalize the PR. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Have a happy spring. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on Misinterpreted, Public Relations Demystified. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at FletcherMarketingPR.com and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time.